Hello and welcome to the Stronger Squad podcast where we chat about all things training, nutrition, mindset and lifestyle for everyday women who are just trying to live a healthier life without restrictions, bad diets, excessive training and unrealistic expectations. If you are interested in joining my fat loss and freedom project coaching plan, please visit my website in the show notes below and I hope you enjoy this episode. In today's episode, I wanted to run through everything you need to know about planning your meals, the important role it will play in making sure that you stay on track and in line with your goals, and how I plan my meals so that ultimately you can take this as a guide and start making sure that you're planning your meals correctly so that you get enough protein, enough carbs, and all the nutrients in in order to support your goals. So there's a few key reasons why planning your meals is absolutely essential. It allows you to get enough protein in throughout the day. It allows you to quote unquote stay on track and also to make sure that you're getting enough of the nutritious foods in as opposed to higher processed foods that may not leave you feeling as full. It ultimately is going to save you money because you're not going to be quickly running to the shops every couple of days Or if you're in a rush, you're not going to be quickly opting for maybe more expensive foods from the Servo or from Tesco's. It also gives you options when you're at home. If you're busy, you're in a rush, you have the food already there. So that ultimately, again, you can opt for those higher protein, more nutritious, more filling foods as opposed to quickly just grabbing something from the shops or quickly just grabbing some crisps crisps or what I call chips out of the fridge. It also allows you to minimize the option for high processed takeouts or junk food because you already have the food there. You've already planned the meals. You already have an idea of what you're going to eat. And it also means, like I just said, like you don't always have to opt for a takeout, but when you do opt for a takeout or when you go out for dinner, you actually end up appreciating it more. Because what I found was there was a week where I wasn't prepared at all with my meals. And what I was doing is just opting for high satiating in terms of like high processed indulgent foods. And then when it came to the weekend, I actually didn't know what I felt like. And normally I have my meals planned throughout the week and then if I want to opt for a takeaway, I like know exactly what I want because I'm craving it. But that week I had no clue because I had just been feeding myself with takeout or just quick food from the Tesco's or from the Servo. So staying on track, planning your meals throughout the week will ultimately allow you to enjoy that takeout or enjoy that meal out so much more and appreciate it so much more because you haven't been having it throughout the week. Now, within your diet, we want to make sure that we're having a healthy balance of all the macronutrients. So macronutrients are your protein, your fats, and your carbs. And before we get into how to plan your meals, I just wanted to run through the roles that they play so that you understand the importance of making sure that we get all of these within your diet, okay? So the first is protein. So protein helps build muscle, maintain muscle. It also helps repair and maintain all of our body cells. And it also keeps us feeling fuller for longer, okay? So it has the highest satiating effect in terms of or in comparison to both fats and carbs. And it has the most, the highest 
thermic effect of food also in relation to fats and carbs and the thermic effect of food is pretty much the energy required to digest and metabolize it so protein sources can be both meat and plant-based so we've got meat poultry eggs legumes nuts things like that we then have our carbohydrates now I know a lot of people can be a bit scared of carbohydrates and they think well in order to lose fat if that is your goal then they need to be removed and what people or why people do this is because as soon as they start removing carbohydrates from their diet they may see a decrease in the scale weight now the main reason for that is because when we eat carbohydrates our body actually retains three to four grams of water per gram of carbohydrate in order to be able to digest it so that's why sometimes if you've you know gone out and had a big kind of high carb content food and if you get up the next day and you weigh yourself you will see the scales increase but that's not because you've just put fat on overnight that is because your body's retaining water in order to be able to digest it so ultimately if you cut out carbs from your diet it's not necessarily fat that you're losing or in terms of like the scale number going down. It's just because you remove the carbs from your diet. So now your body doesn't need to retain that three to four grams more in order to digest it. So that's just something to bear in mind. And carbs are so, so important for your journey and to be eaten within your diet. And that's because that's the body's preferred source of energy okay it's the preferred fuel source if you remove carbs from your diet ultimately you are not going to be have the energy to train you won't have as much energy to just perform everyday activities and you will see a difference in your mood and your energy levels and that's just something that I want you to bear in mind is that carbs shouldn't be removed from the diet some people may have to reduce carb intake compared to others because of potentially medical reasons or certain carbs not being able to be digested as well as others however I would never suggest to remove them altogether because they play a very important role in carbohydrates can be things like bread pasta rice oats now I wanted to speak about dietary fiber okay so dietary fiber is a type of carbohydrate that can't be digested in the body okay so it passes into our intestines but the role is to keep the digestive system healthy and to prevent constipation and that's something we all want to bloody prevent okay um these things or dietary fiber come from whole grains beans nuts and fruits and it's recommended that we try and get at least 30 grams of fiber a day choosing fibrous foods will also help us to stay more satiated and full for longer which ultimately reduces the chance of binge eating or reaching for high processed foods. Now, lastly, I wanted to come on to fats. Now, contrary to people's belief, fats are not bad. There are good fats and fats play an important role within our body. Okay, so they produce hormones, they support our cell growth and they are the structural building blocks for our body. They also help us absorb vitamins such as A, D, E, and K, which are fat soluble. So this means that our body cannot absorb, so absorb those vitamins unless we have a sufficient amount of, I can't speak this morning, sufficient amount of fat within the body. Okay. So ideally we want to be getting our omega-3 and our omega-6s in 
and more polyunsaturated fats. So, for example, omega-3 is oily fish, such as salmon or trout, and omega-6 is found in things such as vegetable oils, so sunflower, corn corn oil, or some nuts. Now I'm going to run through how much of each we should be trying to get within our diet. So we're going to start with protein. Now it's recommended to have 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. So I always try and make sure that any of my clients are hitting at least 100 grams of protein per day absolute bare minimum. If someone is used to eating more protein or over the course of working together they find that eating protein becomes more easier, that's when we increase the protein intake. But as a bare minimum, everybody should be trying to achieve at least 100 grams a day. In doing this, we want to aim for at least 20 to 30 grams per meal. And if you're not tracking calories, this can equate to one palm size okay now in terms of carbs uh i suggest having a portion of carbs with most of your meal so it could be you know a granola bar and a banana at breakfast it could be you know having a sandwich thins or a wrap at lunch for dinner it could be having you know a side of rice or potatoes So making sure that we do get some form of carbs through in each meal is ideal because remember carbohydrates is what our body prefers as a fuel source and it actually provides lots and lots of energy, okay? And then we have our fats. So fats you can find in avocados, oily fish, vegetable oils, and a serving of fats can actually equate to one thumb size. Generally speaking, how much fat you should be getting through in the day, I worked that out based on 0.5 to 1 grams per kilogram of body weight. So for example, if you weigh 65 kilos, then we might be trying to aim for 65 grams of fat. This is very individual to everyone and also kind of what diet they're on, whether you know they're eating meat or they're vegetarian, very individual, but it's something that we ultimately work on to make sure that you're getting enough fats within the diet. Okay, so let's talk about actually planning your meals. My first tip and something that I've actually started implementing with myself is actually planning for the full seven days and buying groceries for the full seven days. I used to plan just for Monday to Friday and then what I found was that on Saturdays and Sundays because I didn't have any food for those days or didn't have my snacks for those days, That is when I was opting for higher processed foods, just chips, chocolate, things like that, quick and simple because I was hungry and I had nothing else to to eat. So my first tip is when you're planning your meals for the week, plan them for the full seven days so that you can ultimately make sure that you're prepared, you're stocked for kind of any event, so to speak, or any day. Now, look at the food or the meals that you have control over. Most people will ultimately have control over their breakfast, lunch, and snacks. Dinner time can be slightly more, I guess the word's not difficult, but slightly harder to plan if you have a family or you eat with other people. So just making sure that you are planning for breakfast, lunch, and your snacks ultimately. But if you have the ability or your family eat the same as you, then plan for your dinner as well. 
because ultimately the more you plan, the more you're going to be able to stay on track. So one thing that I would say is not every meal or not every bit of food is going to be the most delicious thing you eat, okay? At the moment, a lot of the time, I eat just to fuel my body. I don't always probably appreciate having my three baby bells. They're getting a bit boring. But at the end of the day, I know they have a great source of protein and they're an easy snack. So don't expect every meal to be absolutely mouthwatering. What we want to make sure that we're looking at is that they're satiating, that they have high amounts of protein and that they're volumizing. So they keep us feeling full. But so we also make sure that we get enough nutrients and enough goodness out of them to make sure they're supporting our goals and supporting the health of our body. I wanted to say that I think snacks get a lot of stick. Okay, snacks are not bad. If you're when you think of snacks, if you're thinking of crisps, chocolate, biscuits, yes, they are high processed foods. They aren't going to leave you feeling full. You are going to want to go back for more. But if you look at snacks as not a main meal, i.e. a protein yogurt, a couple of baby bells, granola bar, these are great because they leave you feeling full and most of the time you won't want to go back for seconds. So when we're thinking about snacks, we want to think high protein, satiating ones, like the ones that I've just recommended. So don't think snacks are bad. They can definitely play a role in making sure that you stay on track. As long as we find snacks that keep you feeling full and don't leave you wanting to go back for five, six bags of crisps, so to speak. Okay. Another thing is that you don't have to make everything from scratch. I know there's a lot in the fitness industry about, you know, unprocessed foods and, you know, making sure that you're kind of maybe making everything from scratch. I do not make everything from scratch because I'm so busy with everything that I do. I want to make sure that my life is made easy, that I'm still getting enough protein, that I'm still making sure that I'm eating the right foods. And a lot of the time I will go for already pre-done foods. So for example, I opt for microwavable rice because it takes two minutes in the microwave. I opt for at Aldi, there's these little veggie boxes that probably have already some like garlic or something in them. All I have to do is chuck them in the microwave for two minutes. I opt for already seasoned chicken tray bakes because they are done. I also opt for uh, mashed potato, which I chuck in the microwave. Now, if you have the time to make your mashed potato from scratch, or if you want to boil your rice, that is absolutely fine. But the point here is that if you are stuck for time, and meal planning and prepping just seems like way too overwhelming and you just think you don't have the time to do it, then start looking for easier options like the one I've just suggested. There's nothing wrong with them. You're still getting your nutrients in. They may cost slightly more just because obviously you're not buying them in a big batch. But ultimately, if you're looking for convenience and to save time, but you still want to stay on track, you still want to be getting your food in, then opt for these easier options there is nothing wrong with them and they have saved me a lot of time and just make my life so much easier. Another thing is have some ready meals in the freezer because you might get home one night super late and you can't be asked to cook and you think, all right, let's just quickly order a takeaway. When if you had a couple of ready meals in the freezer, you know, if you have a look on the back, it should tell you the port, the protein portion for that ready meal trying to opt for you know 20 grams plus of protein within that ready meal would be ideal because that's what we want to try and opt for for each meal 
but having a couple of those in the freezer that you can you know if you get home late or you can't be asked to cook you can just whack out chuck it in the microwave bob's your uncle and you know you still feel like you're quote unquote staying on track getting enough protein and not kind of overindulging in an unnecessary takeaway number seven my tip number seven is to batch cook something I do is when I buy my meals and I'm going to go through how I plan my meals in a second is that I'll buy stuff so that when I cook it it makes two to four meals now you know if you live on your own or you know whatever it is that may be easier I know if you have a family maybe not but if there's an opportunity to make a little bit more so it's just in the fridge for the next day do so or that way over the next couple of days if something pops up you can just quickly opt for it it's there you don't have to worry about it again you you want to look at making your life easier and at the time if you're already cooking cooking a little bit more isn't a big deal it's not going to take you much longer but it just means that you have an extra meal in the fridge in case something pops up uh to kind of avoid you know buying a takeout or buying high pressed foods and coming away from your goals so to speak so I'm going to run through how I look at planning my meal so that you guys can take this away and hopefully implement it into your own meal planning. So like I said, I plan for seven days, not Monday to Friday. I plan for all seven and I'm a bit boring. I do eat relatively like the same snacks every week. So that's kind of made easy for me because I have the same snacks every week. I know roughly like the protein in them and they keep me feeling full and I enjoy them. I then write down breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks for Monday to Sunday. I then figure out, well, what do I actually want to eat within each of these meals? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, write it down. And then I look at what is going to be my protein source for each of those meals. Now, Due to my work and being on the go and coaching, for breakfast, I can't have porridge or protein porridge because I don't have that time to sit down and eat it. So I opt for kind of on-the-go breakfast. So my breakfast most morning is going to be a protein shake, a banana, and a granola bar, okay? So within my breakfast, I know my protein shake is giving me 20 grams of protein. So that is a box ticked off. For my lunch, I eat, again, pretty much the same most weeks just because it's convenient at the moment. And like I said, like you don't have to, if you enjoy something, you don't have to swap it up all the time. If it makes your life easier and you haven't gotten sick of it yet, like I haven't got sick of my chicken, cream cheese and avocado sandwich things, I'm just going to keep rolling with it until I do because it means I don't have to think about it. I can go to the grocery shop and I know exactly what I have to have. And now because I've been repeating that meal so much, I know how much protein, etc. And I know how it leaves me feeling. So for my lunch, I'll have chicken, cream cheese, avocado, toasted sandwich thins. Within that, I've written down that my protein source is the chicken. I'm actually aiming for 120 grams. So 60 grams per sandwich thin, which gives me 37 grams of protein, which is amazing. And I'm doing that because it keeps me feeling full. And then recently I've been putting a bit of a salad and some tomato on the side again, just to create a bit more volume within that meal. Now, my dinners for this week are a salmon pasta. So I'm going to have that for two nights and then 
each fillet of salmon is about 25 grams of protein. So that's what I've figured out. I can get my 25 grams of protein within those meals. Another two nights, I have opted for a Cajun chicken tray bake from Aldi, which means I just have to chuck it in the oven for 30 minutes and Bob's your uncle, it's cooked. Some Spanish rice, which is a microwavable rice, two minutes in the microwave. And I've also opted for some Mediterranean veg, which I will chuck in the oven with the chicken tray bake. Takes 20 minutes, again, all done and dusted. But within that meal, I know that per chicken breast, it's about 25 to 30 grams of protein. Then for another two meals, I'm having, I love these, 45% fat-reduced pork sausages from Aldi. They are absolutely amazing. Highly recommend. So I actually have four sausages per meal. And because they're fat-reduced, they're half the calories of a regular sausage. So I think it only ends up being maybe 260 calories as opposed to over 500. So definitely check those out if you eat pork sausages. I'm going to have it with mashed potato. Again, mashed potato, it's already pre-done in the little container. I chuck it in the microwave. I have another veggie box. One of those veggie boxes uh, is like broccoli, um, kale and peas. And I just chuck it in the microwave for two minutes. And then I'm going to have half a tin of baked beans. So within that meal, I'm getting just from my pork sausages alone, 27 grams of protein. I do have an extra meal and that is going to be fish cake, salad and rice. So fish cake, that is going to be my source of protein, although it's going to be lower than the rest of them. I'll probably put maybe either some baby bells or something else with it just to make me, just to fill me up. But they are my meals for the week. And I have made sure that I have a form of protein within each of those meals and a form of carbs as well. So that's what we spoke about. Making sure we get enough of each is super important because they all, they both play a massive role in how you feel in the health of your body. I'm then getting fats throughout the week. So I'm actually quite enjoying having a portion of fish each week, which is cool. But I also, also always cook with like olive oil and I'm having avocado like on my lunches. I'm getting my fiber in through my veggies, my granola bar. And I'm also adding like fruit and veggies throughout the day one, to get the nutrients that they provide for the body, but also just to keep me feeling full for longer to volumize my meals. They're easy way, like veggies and salads, adding them to your meals. They're relatively low carb or low calorie, sorry, and they help keep you feeling full. Lastly, we have my snacks and I do have a few. Um, again, I have snacks every single day, but I'm not having crisps and biscuits that will ultimately make me probably feel even hungrier after having them. And I want to have, you know, 10 biscuits and three packets of crisps. I'm opting for higher protein, more satiating snacks. So I tend to have like a portion size of Snacker Jacks just because like they they kind of seem like crisps. I can't say crisps because I say chips. Um, but they leave you feeling full for longer. And I don't feel like having another pack of Snacker Jacks. I also have three Baby Bell. So one Baby Bell has, is about 50 calories and has five grams of protein, which is freaking good. So I have three of them. May seem excessive, but that's 15 grams of protein. Again, I'm not hungry after I have it. 
I have a protein yogurt. So they're about 25 grams of protein, which is a great source of protein. And then sometimes I'll opt for like refrigerators or a pepperami, which again is another great source of protein. So that is how I plan my meals. That is how I think you should plan your meals and all the things that you kind of need to take into consideration. It's about making your life easier, not harder. And planning and prepping for the week ahead will ultimately allow you to stay on track. So a couple of take-homes before we finish. Plan for seven days. Breakfast, lunch, dinner and your snacks. Aim to make sure you have protein within each meal, at least 20 to 30 grams. We want to try and include carbohydrates in each meal for energy. Use salads and veggies and fruits to volumize your food and to keep you feeling fuller for longer. If you're having snacks, that's absolutely fine. Just choose higher protein, more satiating snacks. You don't have to prep everything from scratch. Make your life easier. If you cannot for microwavable rice or microwavable potato or veggie boxes that take two minutes in the microwave, do it because it will ultimately allow you to stay on track a lot easier. Make sure you write down your list of groceries and you take it in to do your shopping. One thing I will say is that if you know you lack willpower, so to speak, when it comes to high processed foods, chocolates, lollies, things like that, then don't buy them. Create the environment in your house that you want. Do not buy the foods that you think you have no willpower over and have them in the cupboard because you, if they're there, you're more likely to eat them. If they're not there, then you're going to opt for like your fruits or another snack in the fridge that you know that you actually enjoy and will be better for you as opposed to just grabbing a quick pack of chips. Uh, When you're planning, batch cook and have ready meals in the freezer to make your life easier and for the days that you can't be asked to cook or you are running late or rushing. So I hope this episode has helped you guys in terms of how to plan your meals and if you have any questions just make sure that you reach out to me.